Uh, all right. Do you, do, uh, are you ready or do you got something else? I am ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you were really dead set on like, no, let it flow naturally. It'll all come yeah. to us. Nope. Let's just get started. <laughs> Hunting is a complicated profession. Don't you agree? Hey, welcome to the Mandalorian After Show Show. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back. We're glad to have you here. Uh, we're talking everything going on. Chapter 6 of The Mandalorian, the best TV show on uh on air right now or streaming or whatever it is you want to call it along with me is my cohort co-host and partner in this endeavor it's mr ryan ryan where's your nautical terminology crunchitize me captain That's i couldn't think cereal. of one i've been trying to think of one so i just circled back to an old one which you know you couldn't think fine. of anything like a pirate's life for me drop the anchor ahoy matey all i could think of was poop dick you want, a, you want a poop deck related <laughs> term here? You know, that sounds like a SpongeBob joke. And we get to talk a little bit of SpongeBob in this episode because there's SpongeBob ties to this episode of The Mandalorian. Really? You have no idea what, what I'm talking they? about, do you? No, I don't. All right. <laughs> I have no clue. We'll but get to that interested. in a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the professionalism you've come to expect from The Mandalorian After Show Show. Um, so. Uh, like I said, we're talking everything chapter six. Ryan, <laughs> this is really sad. I've already forgotten the name of this episode. What's the title again? The Prisoner. It's the Prisoner. Yeah. 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 I just saw it right here on Wikipedia. Um, so, yeah, we're talking everything uh, The Prisoner, chapter six in The Mandalorian. So there's going to be severe spoilers here. So if you love The Mandalorian and you want to hear and join in on our conversation about this episode, go ahead and download this episode, save it to your podcast feed, go and watch Chapter 6 of The Mandalorian, come back, and we're going to have a great discussion about it. That's what we're going to do, right, Ryan? <laughs> it's going to be epic. Epic, yeah, I knew that was going. <laughs> I said in the most <laughs> monotone Least way epic possible. way possible. Uh, it's going to no. be pretty good, I guess. I don't yeah. know, what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. As always, we both kind of text. We try and save the bulk of our conversation for the actual episode. Um, but as always, you know, we're friends. We got to text each other. <laughs> and I was like, all right, <laughs> what do you think about this one? And you were like, well, I think we're both going to have the same attitude on it. Um, and we kind of discussed it. Yeah. <laughs> Slow. Uh, unlike this episode in the Mandalorian, which is probably going to be really quick. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I, I say that and it's probably going to be an hour and a half. I know long. it's probably going to be the longest one yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, let's just jump into this. Ryan, uh, sure. wh what was your general thoughts on this episode? You know, it's funny. So episode or let's see, this is chapter six. So chapter four, we had kind of the seven samurai storyline. And I was like, I don't really enjoy this because it's not advancing the story forward. We have chapter five, which was my favorite uh, episode. <laughs> it was last week's episode. And 
I've heard some criticisms of it. I don't really look at fan stuff much, but I have heard some criticisms mm-hmm. of it just being kind of the same thing. And it's, it is true. It doesn't really advance the story yeah. for just kind of a moment. Yeah. And we time. should be clear about our love for that last episode. If you have issues with it, like legit issues other than, you know, I can't stand how they went back to tattooing. If you've got like a, a, a reasonable answer for why you feel that way, that's fine. You don't have to like that episode. We just sure. enjoyed it a whole lot. I, um, I did. And I do think there is some merit in some of the criticisms I've seen. Absolutely. Mainly that, you know, it doesn't advance the, the overarching storyline that they're, that they've set up in the first three episodes. But I was okay with that mm-hmm. one. And then this one is kind of the same thing. It's not yeah. really anything, but I wasn't okay with this one. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It was it was not bad, but uh, you mentioned this at the end of the last, uh, last episode we recorded, is that this episode was written by, I can't remember the dude's name, but it's somebody different. He's been a Marvel yeah. writer. Um, um, uh, gosh. It's not Floney uh, or Christopher Favreau. Yost. Yeah. And yeah. uh who's, a lot of comic I get, book you know, Yeah, who um from all accounts is a, a good writer. I don't know. This episode didn't feel didn't feel right yeah. to me. Well, personally I don't think it was Mr. Yost, which um I guess I'll go ahead and share what I thought. Um I basically yeah. feel the same way. I mean, both of us, as soon as it was over, <laughs> which it's so funny watching this show because both of us wake up at like the crack of dawn on I Friday know. to watch these episodes before we have to go to work and everything. <laughs> I know. And so usually like I text you and you were like, oh my gosh, I just finished it. But, uh, you know, the, this episode was slower. I was really yeah. excited when I saw that extended runtime 43 minutes i think is the total length is this the longest episode uh how long was the pilot it doesn't it was, matter it was oh it it's, was it's about there. the same yeah i know a lot of them have been like 38 you know around yeah. there but yeah this is among the longest yeah shortest episode sure. was episode two wasn't it only like 26 like minutes 20, or, yeah. yeah very 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 short, short. Yeah. yeah but it was a really good episode um yeah so Which was the last episode that this director for the prisoner did as well, Rick, which is so face? strange that turnaround. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think it was the writing in this episode. Well, let me be more specific. I don't think it was the story in this episode. I like the story. I like the idea of the Mandalorian having to team up with a, a couple people he's got a past with and mm-hmm. some people he just generally does not like having mm-hmm. to go after a bounty because yeah. he needs some money. He's got to make a living. He's got to feed baby. Does he? And uh, I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get into it when we do the episode breakdown. But I was like, why is he taking this job? Yeah. I don't understand. You know, it starts really quick. He like the first shot is him landing in the hangar. And I automatically yeah. I was like, where are we? Whoa. Like, I know. And then it kind of starts as if you kind of have to piece things together, which is not a bad thing. Cause I hate no. having things spelled out to me in great detail. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. There's a middle ground there, but yeah. Know. Yeah. You know, I was going to save this for later, but I, th- I think I'm going to share it now just because we're just kind of starting to get into this, uh, the story of this episode. I think it's clear now and it's kind of a shame. We're just, I'm just now realizing it six episodes in when there's only eight episodes, this show is really, uh, going to be a lot like rebels 
and mm-hmm. Clone Wars in the way that not every episode is going to be continuing that main yeah. storyline. We're going to be we're going to have side stories. We're going to have uh, like I've been saying this whole podcast day in the life of the bounty hunter moments. That's how rebels can be sometimes. And even clone wars to a certain extent, a lot of clone wars. Yeah. A lot of clone wars for every episode that focuses, uh, focused on Ahsoka or Anakin or, you know, another Jedi, there was an episode that revolved around R2D2, you know, having yeah, a little exactly. mini adventure. <laughs> yeah. I um, think the main difference there is for an animated show, you get like, 22 to 28 episodes per season we're here we're so limited in time that i want all of it to count yes yeah and that's got me thinking i think next season is maybe a lot longer probably i'm gonna say this is kind of weird to predict this right here uh but i'm gonna say next season probably is gonna be like 12 episodes long i think i'd be fine with that it kind of seems like the trend on a lot of these shows shows like game of thrones things like that is to have shorter seasons mm-hmm. but it, this is not game of thrones but, though so yeah that's what i was about to say game of thrones uh a, a lot just like a lot of tv shows like a lot of stuff you see on uh, see on other uh, streaming services like netflix and amazon it's basically those shows are eight ten hour long movies Mandalorian mm. is not, and I think we all had this expectation that I did. it was. And I those did. first three episodes kind of feel like a like big, a movie, like a movie. Uh, but after that, come to realize it's pretty much just a normal TV show in its structure. You know, each episode is something yeah. different. It's a new adventure we're going on. And I think I think the last two if episodes this were another. Are advance the story yeah you think so right yeah well i was gonna say i think this if if this were another time uh in you know another day and age you know whether it be 10 years ago or so or people uh didn't have this uh, craving for you know big long masterpieces like game of thrones or you know the eight ten episode stranger things even stranger things you know just if people didn't have the craving for that and this were just being broadcast on you know abc or something this show would be a hit and it is a hit there's millions of people watching it it's just not how a lot of the more popular tv shows are today and that's not taking it down a notch that's just you know, me finally realizing that this week, that's, that's my main takeaway from this episode is, Oh yeah, it, it really same. is just a TV show. It's yeah. Yeah. It's not bad it feels almost, by any reason. Does it feel, does that format feel outdated or does it feel more? Like I said, it, it, it's just our day and age where, you know, we go to the movie theater and you know, the most popular movies today are part of, you know, a bigger cinematic yeah. universe. It's almost like watching a TV show. That's yeah. how the Marvel cinematic universe is. That's how TV is. People there, there's a want and a need for big, long epic stories told out over a long time. That way you can just immerse yourself in it. Um, yeah. And I think this is something we'll get into later, but I have a feeling a lot of these moments that we've seen the last three episodes, especially, they're setting up things for future seasons. I think so too. Setting up villains, setting up possible storylines for future, future seasons. So it yeah. maybe will, and we've talked about this a lot. Maybe we'll look back on this differently 
yeah. the end of the season, even. But where we sit now, it kind of, like you said, a little disappointing in that way. Yeah, in in a way. Uh, so I feel like we've kind of reviewed this episode already just in I that know. little conversation. But, uh, you know, as always, let's just go through it and talk about it and uh, talk about this story we got this week. So like we kind of said a few minutes ago, this episode opens up the Mandalorian. Uh, he's left Tatooine. And uh, something I think we should also bring up, not once has it felt to me, I don't know about you, that this series feels like it takes place on a day-to-day basis. Like it feels like some time has passed since we last saw him. For sure. Tatooine, For sure. To me. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, he lands in the hangar of this old, uh, just spaceport out in the middle of nowhere. And he meets, and uh, we actually don't see the outside of it. We don't see what this thing looks like until much later in the episode. Well, we so see it at the me, end. I thought, and it, I think, I think we see it whenever they leave to go on the mission. Yeah. Right. Yeah, You're right. We do. But um, yeah. But uh, anyway, he meets an old friend of his named Ran, uh, which is pl- who is played by Mark Boone Jr. Ryan. Did you recognize this guy? Swear to me. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, that was I, cool. I immediately. I was like, flash. That guy, I, man. He's a great actor, but man, he can only play scumbags, I guess. Because, but dude, he's really good. He, he's a good <laughs> he actor, good. man. Uh, he is I like, good. I like him. He's I was glad to 80, see him in this. He's got '80s rocker hair, man. So it totally fits I know. the aesthetic. So, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he hits up his old pal, whose name is Ran, and uh, basically he's got a job for Mando. He he needs a ship, and he needs Mando because he knows he's a stu- uh, skilled fighter, and he needs him to join up with some of his other crew, uh, part of his team to go on a mission to break out a max, a maximum security prisoner, uh, that is being held, um, on a ship. And so anyway, mm-hmm. uh, during, during this little scene, the Mandalorian gets to meet some of the other crew. We're kind of introduced to him as well. Uh, we first meet, um, the droid named zero. Uh, what did you think about this droid? Well, we ride? meet Bill Burr first, actually. Uh, sorry. I'm just going in the way they're listed on my oh. recap review thing. Once again, USA today coming through. Thank you guys. <laughs> Hate that rag. Ah, I'm not using them this week, man. Bloody. Oh my gosh. I'm following my heart this week. <laughs> we'll see uh, how that goes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. So we meet Bill Burr's, character first what did you think about him ron <laughs> uh who the droid bill burr car- yeah bill burr uh his oh, character mayfield uh or mayfield I, however you say his name yeah mayfield is how i that's how i spelled it who knows if that's right <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've never been great at pronunciation of names so why should we start getting concerned neither was mark hamill and harrison ford i think they neither was uh billy han, Willis. han han han, han. han. <laughs> luke it's luck han. i like yeah. in solo it's han by the way the point yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> whoa 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 han but um uh he was uh he was a decent character. He had some kind of funnier moments. All of these people though. And I know it's written this way, 
but I hated all of them. They were just so, <laughs> they're just such scumbags, man. I just. Oh, so you just hated their characters and oh, who their yeah. characters were. I thought you were saying you hated like their performances and just the fact that those no, characters were even in not the necessarily, Not necessarily that I didn't hate all the performances. I may, may not have been a big fan of all yeah. of them, but, uh, but oh, I just hated the the characters. Not not that like oh, they're badly written characters. They're just bad guys, and they're just scum and villainy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he did a decent job. I mean, you look at him; he's doing his regular Bill Burr voice that he does in his stand up stuff, and he's basically wearing a black shirt with a couple of like uh, you know <laughs> police detective yeah. uh, <laughs> holsters over yeah. him. So well, and, that was know, my main point about him was. There. His look and even that little arm we see later in the episode that pops out from yeah. behind him holding another gun. His look overall was just a little too terrestrial to me. It uh, was. It, it was a it little didn't f- almost it didn't lazy. Feel enough. Like he should have been yeah. like more wild and like Yeah. Yeah, he should have had like four arm you know, four of those like pistol. I don't know. He should have well, been And see his a overall lot of this look, universe Bill Burr, is always he's a he's a bald character. Uh his look, I think, yeah. should have been a little different because if this is such a weird thing, but Hey, we're the guys doing a mustache count. So deal with it. <laughs> I don't, th- I don't think yeah, I've ever remembered my head with this episode. too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the mustache count, but no, it, it, he's a bald guy. And if memory serves me right, we've never seen a bald guy in star Wars who didn't have some alien or star Wars thing about him. Like oh, uh, yeah. Lando's Android Lobot. In Empire Strike <laughs> Lobot had his, you know, earmuffs on Kiati Mundi <laughs> in the prequels had a really big head. <laughs> yeah. He looked and the cone heads from SNL. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> they all have some kind of like ethereal quality about them. Yeah. Yeah. He was just a bald guy. And I, I yeah. thought it would have been cool if he would have been like Lobot and been an Android. That would have been kind of neat. See, that's what I mean. Like a lot of the aesthetics of star Wars is kind of a universe that's been cobbled together. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing is new exactly in star Wars. I mean, you yeah. see some of that in the prequels where things are shiny, but in the outer rim, everything's cobbled together. The Mandalorian's armor, it yeah. doesn't match, you know, it, I mean, it does now, but and, you know, his ship is cobbled together from different things. His yeah. weapons are kind of modified, you know. Yeah. So he just, he looked like a guy in a black t-shirt, you know. Yeah, and, you know, kind of the terrestrial look we're talking about, I think carries on into the episode later, just design and set-wise, which we'll get to that mm-hmm. here in a little bit. So he meets Mayfeld, and then he meets, I'm not going in order in the way in the episode, so if you want to correct me, you can. I'm just going down this list. Uh, he sure, meets, go ahead, it's fine. He meets Zero, uh, voiced by Richard Oyeade. I can't say his <laughs> last name. Once again, sorry, I shouldn't have even <laughs> attempted it. But obviously, it's a new droid in no, Star no, Wars. No, no, it's commendable, so what did you Brady. Think? Keep, keep doing what, it. Thanks. So what did you think of this new droid, Ryan? Uh, you know, he's just a s- standard droid. I don't think there was a lot. He was a little A lot of times up. when a droid... I don't know if he's any more stuck up than any other droids we've ever seen. You know, I mean, like yeah. for me, droids in Star Wars that 
are more than just background characters. They have some kind of personality. C-3PO is, you know, a big sissy. R2-D2 mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of the clown and kind of a smart aleck. You know, L3 <laughs> is a feminist, you know. <laughs> and um, and uh, even IG-11 early in the episode, he's got a personality to him. He's got, like, quirks and stuff. And I don't know, this this guy, I like the looks of him. He looked like a bug. Yeah, but, um, I like this look. The looks were kind of cool. The guy um, doing the movements. There, there was though, one. He, he was he was a little. He wasn't too robot enough for me. He was no, moving just kind of normally. <laughs> I was just about to say that because there's a uh, a shot later on in the episode where he like moves his. Well, he's he's telling Mando he's like I'm quicker than anything, and he kind of that's moves right his at the fingers. beginning. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is actually he mo- he's moving his fingers around, and you know like R 2s or um three PO's hands, they're all like. They're like a, a hand in a in a mitt, you know, like mm-hmm. a snow mitt or yeah. whatever. They don't. I don't know. They're just. Yeah. Too many points the- of articulation. <laughs> <laughs> so that's zero. Uh, and then we he meets my favorite character uh, in this episode. New character, I should say. Um it's a Devorian who we've seen before, but not in a while in Star Wars named Berg. No. And so this is so funny. The night, Thursday night before this episode came out, I watched um, Star Wars 77. Uh, I will never call it a new hope as long as I live. No, I'm just kidding. I've called it that before. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just like calling it Star Wars. But uh, You have that t-shirt on that says, I, <laughs> I call it Star Wars, you know, a new hope. You, you know, sue me. Whatever. Yeah, that wasn't funny. Right? That was a good joke, wasn't it? No, that it was wasn't. pretty funny. We're going to okay. cut that out. Dang it. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave this in. I'm not editing this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, so I had watched Star Wars the night before. No joke, man. I was watching that, the famous cantina scene. We see a Devorian and he's like smiling and he looks both ways. It's kind of a mm-hmm. classic shot. You know, any Star Wars fan yeah. knows what I'm talking about. I was like, why have we never seen another character like that oh, really? before? The next morning, one of the main characters is this big Devorian. Uh, like I said, his name is Berg. And he's played by Clancy Brown, the voice of of Patrick Starr on SpongeBob. That's awesome. What? I yes. didn't know that. You didn't recognize his voice? No. Immediately, Clancy. as soon as I heard him speak, I was like, oh, it's Clancy Brown. <laughs> Whoa. I didn't that, know that. That's hilarious. That's amazing. I'm so happy for him. Not yeah, that. Not dude. that he's hurting for money or anything. I don't, I don't want it to sound like I'm having pity on him. Like he's not getting enough work. No, I'm just like really excited to see him, you know, cross over into star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. SpongeBob. Great show. I didn't know what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. That's what you meant. Well, learn something new every day, Ryan. (laughs) If you listen to me. (laughs) Yeah. I'll try to. (laughs) so um yeah berg he's kind of like the muscle on this crew yeah and then uh the final member we meet uh was a character i was really excited to meet i think both of us kind of mixed feelings on her though her name is Uh. zian (laughs) shion i think it's how they pronounce it shion shion like she shion oh man (laughs) 
Oh gosh. So uh, that'll just... be on the cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. Roll it again. But um <laughs> so <laughs> so uh anyway, I was just reading how the way it's spelled. It looks like Zian, but you said it's it is Xion. Yeah, it's Xion um, is how they say Xion, it. played by Natalia Tina, who I was really excited to see her character because Me she's too. been in Harry Potter, she's been in Game of Thrones, had pretty substantial roles in both of those shows and now here she is getting to have a role in star wars i mean that's the triple crown of movie roles right there plus she's playing a twi'lek uh, i know I, I think it's safe to say most star wars fans really like twi'leks for some reason they're just really cool looking um and so uh yeah she is an old flame of Mando's. So they have a history together. It's not very clear how that happened or why it happened or anything like that. <laughs> or why Mando would be interested in a in total her. psycho. <laughs> she is. You said it, man. She is. What Sorry. what was wrong? Go she with is like weird, yeah. man. <laughs> just I know, the dude. Least. Like and I, then the her brother is no better. <laughs> They're just once both again. Weirdos. I'm normally good at trying to figure this stuff out, but both of us have issues i guess you could say or just things we weren't happy with in this episode she was m- one of my main ones and i couldn't tell i i think the right the writing in this episode was a little off i think the directing yeah. didn't help but man for her i can't tell if it was either one of those two things or the way she decided to go after her character because man i did not like her just, character no quite I frankly either. I, I didn't it, it was and a I little, can't. it was like the anti Jar Jar Binks where like Jar Jar is trying to be funny and goofy all the time. She's just trying to be like She's over top, to- over the top all the time. And I felt like this episode was kind of heavy on a lot of not cliches, but like kind of, it, it was like a gangster movie where it's like, like these characters talking to each other, you know, about like what's that look is that the look of gratitude yeah i think Mm. it is you know and it just like i didn't mind actually that line because he's like what's the what's the look you know i thought that was kind of funny actually but it's a lot of lines like that where and and at one point uh she she on says you know the the cliched line is in everything where it's like i know what you really are it's like really are we gonna go through that line again yeah to me it's like in every movie it's like that Ryan, I know you haven't seen Harry Potter, so this is for any Harry Potter nerds out there. I think she was going after a character a lot like Bellatrix Lestrange, who in uh, Harry Potter is played by Helena Bonham Carter. Uh, A really great character works in that series because she is just pure evil. And it plays what I can't I can't describe how it works, but it, it just works in Harry Potter. I think she was going for that here, but man, it just didn't work. I, I think in this series, I, I think the reason Bellatrix Lestrange maybe works is because Harry Potter, like the last four or five episodes or uh, 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 movies are really dark. There's a lot of serious stuff going on. Mm. Uh, and then here she is kind of this 
uh, not goofy, but just mi- like menacingly laughing and just like in your face, just evil obnoxious, person, obno- obnoxious person, ex-girlfriend. You, you, yeah, you hate Bellatrix Lestrange and I hate and this character, but not for the same reasons. I just didn't think it worked. And, and actually, I, think I, in I a lot of that. I don't hate this character. Time will tell if I do or not. I just didn't like what I didn't like her in this this episode at least. Well, and I think in a lot of um, media, whether it be books or movies or whatever, the kind of almost um, the X or whatever, or kind of the, the love interest that has questionable morals. Maybe take a cat woman in Batman. Yeah, that's a good one. Or, you know, you can, you can find a lot like that. I can't think of any other than Catwoman, but let's just go with her. (laughs) There are aspects about her character and about her um, morals and things that she does have good qualities, but she has bad qualities or she has baggage, but it's presented in such a way to where you as a consumer of whatever it is you're, whether you're watching or reading, you can, or at least me, I can kind of look at someone like Selena Kyle and say, I could be with her, you know, like I, you know, like I, it wouldn't hurt my feelings of Batman, you know, cause you live kind of vicariously, like maybe it's just through me. the character, but yeah. like, but you'd be like, I wouldn't be upset if, you know, he was with her, you know, or whatever. Whereas yeah. like a character like Harley Quinn, it's just like, no, Batman doesn't yeah. need to be with Harley Quinn. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I get your point. And, um, I don't know. So There's anyway. nothing likable about her character. Nothing that was like, wow, you're attractive, you know, <laughs> or what, you know, I don't know. I just like, I think you have to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I just <laughs> that, don't think there's a lot weird. to her other. Yeah. You kind of did. <laughs> okay. No, I'm Dang just it. kidding. Uh, I just don't think there was a lot to her character other than no. she was going for something different and it just didn't work. Plain and simple. That's I how thought I about, about it. I thought about about halfway through the second viewing of this, and I've only watched it twice. I thought about starting it over and doing a scream count on her. How many times she screams in this episode? It's got to be at least half dozen times where she's like, <laughs> ah! "It's like I, we get it. You're you're a bad guy. We get it. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. you're angry or whatever." <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so anyway. Uh, so Ran tells, okay, we already covered that, uh, how they got to go get a, a, a prisoner off a ship. Mando finds out whenever they're kind of having their mission briefing that, Hey, this is a new Republic ship. He, this isn't just mm-hmm. some prisoner. This person was arrested and the Mando, he doesn't want any ties to the guild anymore. He especially doesn't want to get involved with the new Republic. And yeah. so he, he's about to fold out. He's about to leave. And Rand talks him into it. He's like, hey, it's all taken care of. We got a plan. Break this guy out. You'll get your money, and then you can go on your way. It's basically mm-hmm. how he convinces him. And so um, I do like the little part whenever, you know, the crew's getting ready to leave, and they're all getting on the Mando ship, and um, Zero is going to pilot the ship. And, of course, Mando hates droids and doesn't trust them. And he even asked Rand, like, do you trust this droid? And Rand just kind of like grabs him on the show. And he's like, Oh man, I don't trust anybody. <laughs> I do like yeah. that little part. Um, I noticed this too. And I'm curious to know if this happens in previous episodes. Cause I wasn't paying attention there or 
in the past, but Mando calls zero. He refers to zero as it. He, cause he's yeah. like, how do you trust it? Whereas Rand's like, Oh, you know, I don't trust anybody. And he's, he's like, well, who him? Yeah. He refers to him like he's another person. Whereas, yeah. you know, Mando refers to him as like a toaster basically. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's what a life and I, I got to uh, just say profiling will do to you. I got to just say we've, we are well into this episode and we're just doing the character introductions and that's telling because it takes forever to get through these characters. Yes, it in does. This episode. So, well, actually I somewhat disagree. I don't think it took long to get through the character introductions. In fact, I thought it moved fairly quickly, which I was okay with because I was like, Oh yeah, there's a lot coming down the pipeline. But no, as this episode goes on, it just gets repetitive and stuff. And we'll get to that here in a yeah. minute. I but guess I guess I the mind. beginning of it was slow to me just in the fact that like they weren't all standing in a group. And Rand was like, you know, here's Point Man Mayfield. Here's Berg. He looks like the devil. Here's the droid. You, you know, it was are just, just like, a heist like, movie addict. Hey. So that's what you were waiting for and you just didn't get it. I guess so. And look, I said this in the preview episode. I said, I want a heist episode. Well, this is about as heist of an episode as you can get. And guess what? You hated it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just wasn't a fan. Okay. So anyway, uh, so they're on their way to the job and all the mercenaries, uh, the whole crew is kind of teasing Mando uh, about his past. And, you know, they're, they're saying all those cheesy lines like you we're talking about like, so you still hate machines, don't you, Mando? That's what Shion says or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, They're talking about you know, the stuff we've seen so far in this series so far. They're talking yeah, about, exactly. why don't you remove we know your he helmet? We know you, we yeah. already know he doesn't remove his helmet. Why don't you remove your helmet? And um, then uh, I do like the little part when Berg opens up like his weapons, uh, closet Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term and uh, yeah he starts looking at and the mando drops down and he just like closes it with his little control panel on his wrist uh i thought that was a cool little part and yeah uh, so anyway did it bother you i'm sorry did it bother you how mando he just and this is not the first time it's happened in this series he just lets people rummage through that ship like it did bother me man I was like, because even before they kind of have the round table discussion about like, you know, the planning scene, I guess, of the heist, um, you know, uh, zero, the droid is in the ship kind of looking around and he comes across kind of, a uh, a corrupted, I guess, message from, uh, Carl Weathers character that, yeah. you know, we can't really hear it. And I'm just, and Mando's nowhere on that ship. This droid's just walking around, you know, plugging into everything. And I'm like, yeah. what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Mando? This guy literally decimated a village of Jawas for, you know, going after a ship. And yeah. here he is a bunch he of plays these guys. fast and loose with his possessions, man. I tell you this, what. this episode, you know, what you just said kind of speaks to the, the heart of this episode, or I guess the main issue with this episode, I think is just, is just tonally. It didn't fit the rest of the series, man. We I thought know. episode four, chapter four kind of felt like a different thing. Looking back on it now. And I, we talked about this in our chapter four review, how we may feel differently about the episode later, at least tonally oh, mean, it um, fit. Yeah. Yeah, chapter four yeah. of the Mandalorian. 
you know, at least tonally it fit. It felt like a continuation for with, sure with everything. Yeah. I just think they dropped the ball on some character, you know, moments and stuff. I don't know. This almost feels like maybe one of the first episodes they shot or something. And maybe they weren't quite sure how they wanted this character to go, which is kind of a shame to say, because you would think they'd have that all figured out by the time they started shooting. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 just yeah, I don't, don't know. know. How they f- I mean, yeah. So anyway, let, let's continue on here. So Berg and Mando kind of go after it after Berg breaks into the weapons closet and they kind of get face to face and Berg's all mad and stuff. And uh, somehow uh, baby Yoda's closet comes open and Mando had hidden him in there. And so now the whole crew sees baby Yoda. And from there on, pretty much the rest of the episode is pretty predictable after that moment. Yeah. Um, I, I basically, I knew do what like how he can, after that. I do like how he convinced them that it, baby Yoda was just a pet because they were like, <laughs> yeah. what is that thing? And they're, and then he's like, it's just a pet. And, he, and, and then, uh, uh, Mayfeld is like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm not really a pet guy myself. And he's like, yeah. they're totally uninterested in baby Yoda after yeah. that. Yeah. But then now, he does kind of, I said uninterested, but he does, you know, do something, which I think you're about to get into. Well, I was, no, I was going to ask you a question. Doesn't Sheon or one of the other people, Mayfield or somebody, pick up Baby Yoda? Yeah, like, it's Mayfeld. The, yeah. Why did he let him do that? He has been so protective of this kid so far. Literally, the only person who, who has touched him is the mechanic back on Tatooine. She was a trustful character. On the last episode. So, like, yeah. it just happened. Yeah. yeah. Why is, is he letting Baby Yoda being <laughs> me and you and, and you should the last see our guy faces who, right now people we are legit i have my arms in the air like for we the last legit 30 seconds clueless. my arms have been in the air i don't know <laughs> well and and think about this um the kid from the last episode what was his name um uh toro what did mando do when he when shot toro him had, in the head had the he child shot he him killed blank. him as far as we know you know and we know we don't but know he, for I think sure he killed if he's him, dead. probably yeah, I think so true. too. I guess that's what we didn't see his head fly off. So I guess he could be alive, <laughs> but even in star Wars, that's not a guarantee, I guess. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, no, he's just, he plays so fast and loose with this kid sometimes. Yeah. So, um, finding my way through this episode real quick. Uh, so anyway, they get to the new Republic ship uh, they, it's so weird. They never really explain this, but they got to come out of light speed at a certain angle yeah. and then fly the, sh- they never show it either. Plus they never explain it. They got to fly the ship at a certain angle, land and dock with the ship. And then nobody will detect them. How does that yeah. make any sense? I don't know. I was going to ask that. you because you're, you're real familiar with star Wars lore and like you've read a lot of the books and I was going to ask you, I'm like, is that a thing? Like it's a maneuver. Basically it's a yeah. Han Solo esque maneuver. And it's like, they have to come out of light speed and like corkscrew around and they kind of draw it on the diagram when they're planning it, but it's all in like straight lines and angles and it doesn't make sense. And there's like, it looks like a pie ch- or not, not a pie chart, but it looks like a graph. Cause it's like yeah. layers of like, I don't know yeah. what we're looking at. You yeah, know, well, it's just kind of like there, you know, I Star mean, Wars is into the Star point Wars to where Legends, it has 
there are instances where you can, you know, escape detection on a heck. We see it in episode seven, uh, briefly, uh, Han and Chewie and, uh, Finn land on star killer base by going, uh, at light speed. Exactly. So they detect, I was just about to mention that. Yeah. So there is that. And you, like you said, there are other famous Han Solo maneuvers in, you know, legends that, you know, kind of fit that bill a little bit, but this one is not explained. My favorite Han Solo maneuver like is when he lists lazily to the left. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like Don't worry. I know a few maneuvers. We'll lose them. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that guy Man. knows some maneuvers. <laughs> Man, that guy knows. Some... <laughs> oh my gosh. We have got to review uh, the family guy. The family guy. <laughs> oh, parodies. Some of the best parodies of all time. I know. Oh gosh. I know. But anyway, uh, so yeah, they land on this ship. I think it was just kind of, I think the whole thing about coming out of light speed and doing the maneuver, I kind of think it was just a bypass of like, maybe while they were writing the episode, they were like, well, we got to fight. This is a new Republic prison ship. They're going to have guards and stuff. Wouldn't they see yeah. them coming? Well, let's yeah, just, exactly. you know, think of an excuse that way. He'll do you know, a like, maneuver. I don't he'll know. He'll do you a know? maneuver. He, like that'll Han give Solo. the droid something to do. Yeah. But, um, so anyway. that, well, that's why they need zero too. I don't know if we mentioned this, but they were like, you know, it's impossible for a human to do this maneuver. And he goes, that's why we got zero baby. So zero is the yeah. one piloting the ship. Yeah. This whole time. So. so they dock against the new Republic prison ship and they get on board and, uh, Berg. So they start making their way through the ship. I got to tell you automatically once they're on board the ship, I hated two things. Uh, legit, did I keep on saying hated? That's a really strong thing to say. And who knows? I may hate it in the future. Yeah, I wasn't a fan, and I strongly disliked uh, two things. One, I hate. I hated this set. <laughs> I didn't yeah. like this set. It and, and for two reasons. Um, I, di- I didn't like the set and the droids, the prison guard droids, because once again, I didn't like the droids. It either. felt a little too sci-fi. It looked like Terminator to me. It looked like, you know, something James Cameron was yeah. thinking of. It looked a little too I didn't sci-fi think Terminator. to me. It looked. I yeah, know that sounds stupid to say because it's Star Wars and there are sci-fi elements. Yeah, but, but Star Wars has a certain kind of look that you kind of build everything around, and it even felt the like prequels had that. that. And this episode. Yeah was just like, well, we need some space droids. Get us a picture of space Here's droids. Some. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the yeah. prison itself, I just didn't like the way it looked. It, you know, normally, you know, having that plain white uh, interior is such a classic Star Wars look. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like it here. It, I don't think yeah, it looked I, very I good. Think, it looked I think like the Enterprise instead going. of, you know, a Star Wars look. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was the probably the thinking behind it is, hey, the Tantu 5 or 4 or whatever, it's, you know, it's Pretty got plain. white exterior. And, you know, that's the, fa- you know, iconic first sequence in the first movie. And it's all white and nobody had ever seen anything like it and blah, blah, blah. And, and, where, and it was kind of contrasted also from everything you've seen from the Empire. It's all gray and black and stuff. And so... It was like, well, the, you know, the good guys are going to have white stuff. I guess that's their look. So I yeah. get the, the, probably the thinking behind it, but I do agree with what you're saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they're on their ship. They're they've got the don't they have a tracking fob to try and find this guy or did or is zero just like hacking mm-hmm. in into the communications to find Oh um, yeah, he is. They were making their them, way. Yeah. Zero's telling them where to go and everything. So so they're yeah, making they're their making way. their way to like the control center basically and then yeah. they find the right cell. Yeah. And so they're on their way there. Berg sees a mouse droid um and mm-hmm. he takes an interest in it and not really sure why <laughs> but uh yeah. he he wants the attention of this mouse droid and then he ends up shooting it. And so after that, you know, in the episode, I talking about that, I never really noticed it, but that's really kind of a stupid little part. He's like, oh, there's a mouse droid. Yeah. But well, you know what I thought was funny about that is because is because Mayfeld, he's like peeking around the corner and they're all like splinter cell style, just like, you know staying in all the nooks and crannies and then he like you know directs mando to go across the hall to the next like vantage point and look and then he like directs the next guy and then berg and Shion they just walk out and they're walking like right down the middle of the the hallway and then the mouse droid comes at you know around and finds them it's like it's like nobody told walk? yeah nobody told them the memo like the other two guys yeah. are doing their, you know, seal stuff, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, Stop, go, go, go. Yes, exactly. Um, and then, uh, you know, the other two are just walking around. It's like they couldn't decide. All right. Do we want to make this like serious, make it look militaristic or something? Or do we just want them to be like uh, Scooby-Doo and the gang just walking through a haunted exactly. mansion? Like- <laughs> exactly. It's kind of is this weird mix of like being really clandestine and then just being really nonchalant at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And so those are some big words I just said there. Are you proud? Yeah, of Yeah, I'm proud of cool. you. I don't know if it, I don't know if it goes together with what I said, but like if what I, <laughs> it made I you sound right smarter words. than you actually are, Ryan. So only people with small minds use big words, Brady. Chuck That's why you just used them. That's a big word. <laughs> I know that word. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so he shoots this droid. Berg shoots the mouse droid. It alerts the guards. We get, yeah, you know, a little bit does. of a firefight. And like I said, I, I really don't like the look of these prison guard droids. They just don't look Star Wars-y to me. I, that's such a lame term mm-hmm. to use, and I've used it several times throughout this podcast. But it's true. It just didn't. But I know what you mean, world though. I know me. what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I do uh, like, I do like the way Mando takes out these droids. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. There's not a firefight. Mando just takes them out. Yeah. 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 So it's really, yeah. Like you said, it's really cool. Nobody is willing to help him, even though he's like, he's not completely winning the battle the whole time. Um, but he takes them all out. Uh, it's really cool. Once again, he doesn't have his rifle with him. So, or do, does he have his rifle in this episode? No, he does not. He's just got his pistola. Yeah, that's weird. Weird. Yeah, blue. Maybe steel, we should baby. go back and rewatch an episode. I don't know. <laughs> blue steel baby. Nah. But um, blue steel baby. I'm gonna keep on saying it until you react to it, Ryan. <laughs> I got it. I got it the first time. <laughs> uh, inside. Oh, 
the starship's control room, there's one human. Uh, he's the captain of the ship named Davin or Davin or Devon. Or <laughs> I didn't catch his name, but yeah, sure. He's the, yeah. He's just a guy. Yeah, apparently this is Matt Lanter from the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, so another Star Wars Voice of Anakin. There. Yeah, so. really cool. And uh, other he, characters, I'm sure. But yeah. Yeah, it's cool. He does he a kinda, great job on Clone Wars, man. He's he's he, a cool guy. Yeah, and he does a great job in this episode, too. He This little scene reminded me of the scene with Darth Vader and the captain of the Tantive Four in uh, uh, a, a New Hope, Rogue Star One. Wars. Rogue oh, One yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, 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 how he's like, we received no transmissions. If this yes. is a counselorship, then, then where's the counselor? Captain, I want you to tear the ship apart until you find those plans and bring me the passengers. I want them alive. I want them alive. I used to think the part where he threw that guy into the wall and the guy fell as a kid. was hilarious. Six years old. No, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Dude, I'm not kidding. I watched watched, uh, Star Wars in 4K on Disney+. It looks amazing and that scene is when my jaw dropped it looks like you are standing in the room with those actors really it is it is amazing um i just wanted to bring that up real quick i should probably update my tv yeah (laughs) and get rid of the little box set tv the black and white one that i've got yeah (laughs) (laughs) gotta still got the bunny ears on top gonna have to upgrade from my uh (laughs) from my vhs player to one of those dvd players yeah i think that's what they're called it's like that famous clip from the today show what is the internet (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um so anyway uh, the captain, Matt Lanter, like I said, does a great job. He uh, threatens to send out a distress signal. He's got a little distress button with him um, mm-hmm. uh, if the mercs hurt him. So he's like, all right, just leave, and we can forget all about this. Just leave right now, and nobody will come. They'll be here in 20 minutes if I press this thing once. So, Well, no, no, no. He doesn't say really anything. He's just like, step away, and Mando is trying to tell him. He goes, look. Nobody's going to kill you. Just put it down. We didn't know people were here. We thought it was just droids. We don't want to hurt anybody. You know, you can walk away with your life. Yeah. Just look the other way. Yeah. And of course, the rest of them, they want to kill the guy, of course, because they're total scumbags. Yeah. And And they're not thinking. Yeah, exactly. But I do like when Mayfeld sees the, the tracking thing, the tracker, um, that's when Mayfeld gets concerned. So yeah. is when yeah. he knows that. Yeah. A yeah, lot of stake be, here. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so they yeah, like you said, yeah. yeah, they end up killing the guy. <laughs> Mando, he kind of stops the other guys from killing him. And then out of nowhere, Sheon throws well, a knife right into his neck and you know, that kills him. They have a really, they have a really great kind of, moment less like a Tarantino moment where like every character is pointing guns at each other. They're like yeah. in a circle and like four people are pointing guns at each other. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. I thought that was that's cool. a great moment. It reminded me of that moment in the first episode, the Mando with the stormtroopers. We have you outgunned four to one. I like those odds. I like those odds. Yeah. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite scenes in the series so far, but, um, 
Anyway, so Shion kills this dude, and of course, as he dies, he presses the uh, distress beacon, and so now they're on a timetable, which is another problem I have with this episode. They keep on saying in this episode, we've got 20 minutes to get out of here before New Republic, uh, the mm. New Republic shows up. we got to get out of here. This episode feels like it takes a lot longer than 20 minutes to it get really out of this does. place. <laughs> I don't think it really does, but it does feel like a long time yeah. has passed. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, so they get to the target's cell. They open up the door, and who's inside but another Twi'lek? This is Shion's brother, Quinn. Um, I don't know this actor at all, and I can't even begin to announce his name, but uh, he's a pretty cool character in this episode. Go ahead and try anyway, Brady. That's never stopped you before. <laughs> um, so anyway, he has a history with the Mandos. Well, apparently Shion and her brother have some sort of history with the Mandalorian because they keep on talking about it. <laughs> Shion keeps on bringing it up yeah. just to remind us. I know. Uh, so anyway, he opens yeah, the door. Yeah, and Quinn's like the guy, the the man who left me behind is coming. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. The man who left me behind is now my savior. Uh, that's what he yeah. says. Um, so it's implied that the Mandalorian is the reason that Quinn is in prison now. Um, so that's kind of. I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I never thought you didn't, about that. Yeah, you didn't pick up on that. Well. The reason I didn't think that is because at the beginning of the episode, Ran is like, you know, we have to get one of our guys is, you know, was taken and blah, blah, blah. So, but that, yeah. that I guess that makes sense that it was Mando. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, so they break Quinn out and, uh, Quinn isn't too happy to see the Mandalorian again. And so they, Sorry, I'm just reading this real quick, trying to get. Well, they kind of have one of those things where he's like, "Bro, coming in for the hug," and then they do the old switcheroo. Switcheroo. Mando gets knocked in the cell. He's trapped. Yeah, that's. I I knew that was coming up, but I couldn't remember if there was another little part before that. So anyway, Mando, you deserve this. You deserve this. This guy's a pretty good guy. Uh, This guy's better than any of you. He's been nothing but nice to you. Maybe he will at the end of this episode. He's been nothing but nice to you. He he let you drove his ship. He let you pet his pet. Yeah. (laughs) He's basically doing Uh, all the work. Oh, by the way, I got to go back to a second. So I got to go back just a second and then we can come back. Sure. When they're doing the maneuver to, you know, land onto the prisoner transport it's kind of happens in an unexpected way and the characters aren't expecting it. And that's when they're like, you know, you know, playing, you know, keep away with baby Yoda and freaking Mayfeld drops baby Yoda on the ground. Baby Yoda, you see it on the show. He hits the ground and rolls. Oh and yeah. I, do remember I that. freaked the heck out. I was like, Oh I no. didn't freak. I didn't freak out, but I was like, dude, I, why is the Mandalorian not blasting this guy right now? I know. Uh, anyway, it, it, okay, we once can again, go back. <laughs> totally out of place. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I noticed that Baby Yoda fell, and I was yeah. concerned. Yeah. So anyway, they start running away. Uh, the Quinn and the rest of the crew uh, leave the Mandalorian locked in that cell. They start getting away. I think they run into some more prison guard droids. And well, so they kind of what get happens? Yeah, and what 
Yeah. Because in on. the meantime, the Mandalorian, while they're fighting those guards, the Mandalorian gets out. He goes to the control room and then he's locking doors, yes, you know, trapping right. them and splitting them up. That's uh, right. But to get out, uh, the Mando, he uh, lassos one of the patrol droids and breaks off his arm and then uses the key to get out of the cell. Uh, and so anyway, uh, like I said, he makes his way to the control room and then, you know, it, it's a pretty cool scene where the Mando is in control of the prison and he splits up the clan. Um, he shuts off the lights. He shuts off the lights. It's red and you, it it looks pretty cool after that with the red and it the really does. lights and stuff. I thought it looked kind of neat, uh, even though it's not a great looking set. He ends up uh, splitting. It looks up better the crew. red. Yeah, it looks better red. Yeah, uh, he splits up the crew, and then he takes out each one of these characters one by one. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a brief little moment where Shion and I think it's Berg get split away from Quinn and Mayfeld. They do. And yeah, Mayf- Mayfeld's like, "All right, how are we going to get them out?" And he's like, uh, "Quinn says." get us out of here right now. And you know, I'll, I'll give you some more money or mm-hmm. it tells him something. Mayfeld's like, what about your sister? And he goes, I don't have a, or he, I forgot what he's, huh? Yeah. He's, he walks up to him. He walks. Remember they're on a strict timetable here, Brady. Yeah. Yeah. He saunters up to him really slowly, gets in his face and he says, what about it? Yeah. What about it? And then he just walks away really slowly. I'm like, the the yeah the rebellion's coming guys they're gonna blow you up yeah dun dun we got time but we got time for dramatic moments like this (laughs) that's once again totally out of place because there was no energy in this episode it wasn't moving and the pacing you're gonna set a place too that's what i we we texted each other right after this episode. We hated the pacing in this episode because what you got to realize is if you set a timetable, a time frame for your audience in a movie TV show, it doesn't matter. That timetable is going to be in the back of their heads. Just watch any of the mission impossible movies and you'll know what I'm talking about because everything has to be meticulously planned out. And I know this is kind of a cliche what I'm about to say, but I feel like it works in this instance. Anytime there's urgency, it always helps to have some kind of countdown clock. Yeah, it does. So you can keep track as an audience member how much time you have left. You're watching this and you're like, I feel like it's been 20 minutes now. Where's the rebellion? Yeah. You know? And yeah. See, and and it works in some cases. Briefly, I just want to say this. Like one of one of the worst instances of actually using a countdown clock is actually in the movie Batman V Superman. Whenever they pull out the clock while they're holding a flamethrower to Martha Kent in the warehouse and Batman's going to save her. It would have been just better if like Alfred had a clock or Bruce had a, you know, something on his wrist where he could look at it and the time is counting down or something rather than having like a big digital clock right there in front of Martha Kent. (laughs) That's true. I just think, yeah. Well, and remember Lex Luthor starts it with an egg timer. So you've already, (laughs) the synchronization has got to be just atrocious there. Oh yeah. You know, it is. If I were Martha (laughs) Kent, I'd be like, okay, we got to like, we got to time this right. All right. Yeah. Three, two, one, start it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Okay, we're going to have to wait another 30 seconds, guys. I wanted this to stop, you know. (laughs) 
Um, so anyway, uh, Mandel takes out the whole crew, takes out Berg, takes out Mayfeld, takes out Shion. Um, I was satisfied when he took them out just because like you said, they're kind of jerks. They're just a oh, bunch yeah, of jerks. The and worst so people. I'm happy they're all gone now. Um, and well, he takes them out. He leaves them locked all in a cell together. And then, uh, we don't know that yet. Uh, you know, if you're watching oh, well, the yeah. first time, you yeah. don't know that, but you just kind of see him confront them in a way. And then, yeah. Yeah. Then it'll cut it, somebody else. Yeah. They never show him kill them. It, it's just implied. All right. They're out. of. It reminds right me a lot of Batman begins when the Batman makes his first yeah. appearance at the docks where they're unloading the teddy bears. Yep. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, because if last it, it really was also does. there, I would be like, what is going on? He was at the docks. Remember? No, that's what I'm saying. If if Ran was actually on the heist mission with him, I would have been like, well, what trouble. is going on here? <laughs> There's some trouble out here. You better scram. Yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> um, so anyway. Uh, continue. Yeah, continue. Mandalorian, he uh, is heading towards the ship. He sees Quinn. You may have to help me on this one, Ryan, because I forgot. uh mm-hmm how exactly this little part goes. He sees Quinn going up the ladder to get into uh, the razor crest. What does yeah. he, what's that conversation they have again between the Mandalorian? It's basically and Quinn knows that he's, that Mando's got him dead to rights and he tries to convince him essentially just saying, look, um, you know that if you don't bring me in alive, you're not going to get any money. So I'll be sure you get everything that's coming to you. If you just treat me right, just don't kill me type thing. Yeah. And the, each one of these characters has a little thing that kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. Quinn is like this. Uh, Berg is like this, especially. And uh, what's her face? Shion is like this. Every time somebody, one of them says something, the rest of them are like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you know, they're all, it's like schoolyard bullies, you know? Yeah. Well, I was about to say, it reminds me of like kids next door, like the uh, kids down the street, uh, the lovely kids from down the street or whatever. Children down the lane. Yes. (laughs) It reminds me of them. How like one of them, will say something the rest go <laughs> you know yes yes exactly <laughs> but anyway so anyway quinn is like take me in mando <laughs> anyway so he does <laughs> uh he takes him in uh and then yeah later in the episode is uh when we find out he leaves them all locked in a cell uh so he catches zero trying to execute baby yoda oh yeah um, yeah that's right and he f- finally kills the droid it kills one of them um and uh he returns the payment to ran um and uh yeah that's kind of the end of the episode he returns quinn to them. I know I'm getting to that. I know what you're thinking of. Uh, and, uh, so anyway, right before he leaves, Rand is just like, he, once again, we hear it for a second time in this episode, just like the good old days, huh? Mando goes, just like the good old days, days. gets on this ship and he starts to take off. 
little does the Mando know that Ran uh, tells his gunners on his little space station, all right, kill him, you know, kill him. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody knowing that, you know, we broke Quinn out of jail. So, which is kind of stupid now that I think about I, it. it the whole thing doesn't know? make sense. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, they're going to kill Quinn when all of a sudden three new Republic TIE fighters show up. This is my favorite part of the episode. We get an oh, awesome really? cameo from the three directors uh, we've seen so far in the series, Deborah Chow, Dave Filoni, and Rick. Uh, what's his name? Who directed this episode? Um, uh, minus Bryce Dallas Howard. She's not one of the pilots, but just those three guys. I I freaking lost it, man, whenever Dave Filoni shows up and he's sitting in a I TIE know. fighter wearing that orange. I was like, oh, it's Filoni. I know. And <laughs> I, I was said really, this to you, it but I was really disappointed. Cool if- it would have been really cool if they had like had like somebody who looked exactly like Wedge or somebody like that. That would have been I know. Yeah. Well, and I was a little disappointed that Dave Filoni wasn't wearing his famous cowboy hat. You well, know? there so was no. I room couldn't for recognize that him at first, dude. I I guarantee you. I don't think this cameo was just any old cameo i think feloni once he read that script he was like i want to be the x-wing pilot because i know as kids especially for that mm-hmm. generation of star wars fans x-wing pilots were like yeah. the yeah. thing and they still are and so i that's kind of what i think about it um but yeah. yeah it was really cool seeing all them cameos <laughs> Hey everyone, Ryan here. Uh, It was at this point during the recording of this episode that Brady and I encountered a few technical difficulties. Uh, Long story short is that everything after this point was lost. But uh, as far as Bantha Fodder goes, we kind of already talked about that. Uh, As far as That's So Wizard, I like the part where Mando took out Mayfeld on the prisoner transport with the flashing lights. Brady liked the Dave Filoni cameo. We both gave it a 6 out of 10, and Brady name-dropped the 2019 Lion King movie because he just had to do it. Uh, We appreciate you listening to the episode. I'm just going to wrap it up here. Uh, We basically just kind of reiterated everything that we had already said. So uh, we'll be back in a few days with episode seven of The Mandalorian. That'll come out Wednesday. Uh, At some point in the week as well, we're going to do a Megapod where we're going to talk about The uh, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and kind of look ahead to The Rise of Skywalker. And then at some point uh, this weekend, we're going to do a Rise of Skywalker review episode. So hopefully you'll enjoy that and come back for that. Uh, Thanks for listening. If you're here at this point, we appreciate all of the uh, support and uh, the nice uh, reviews and everything on different platforms. We'll be back in a few days. May the Force be with you.